This is home time. It's Bush and Ritchie. We're going to start tonight's show with quite a bold statement, but we're going to stick to it. And the statement is this. Uh, the names of the WhatsApp groups that you are in says everything you need to know about the kind of person that you are. <laughs> OK? And this has really come home to me today because uh, I've changed phones. I've got a brand new phone. And you know when you, it's a bit of a nightmare swapping phones, yeah. isn't it? And you have to load your WhatsApp profile on there. What's happened is it's put uh, two or three current conversations I've got going on since my last WhatsApp backup. And what it's done then, underneath that, it's stacked every single WhatsApp group I've ever been a member of. <laughs> so I've seen it in plain like, light of day, what the groups are called. Because sometimes you get put into these groups for chat and you don't really think about the name of it, you're just chatting with friends. Yeah. Uh, anyway, the, the groups that are there now at the moment uh, has made me really worry for like where I am in my life as a grown-up, right? So I'm in the following WhatsApp groups. And again, I can't remember what these are about. I don't even know who's supposed to be in them because they're empty. Uh, I'm in one called One Giant Contact Lens. Hey, One Giant Contact Lens. Sounds like a boy band. They never quite got off the ground. Uh, Swingers Barbecue. Okay. Uh, okay. Right. I'm in one. I, got, I have not been to one of them. I was never. I'd love to be invited, to be honest with you, but I can't remember being part of that. Yep. And then Raggy Friday, right? Which I think is a northeast expression. So cards on the table for this first hour of home time. If you're in a weird WhatsApp group, it's got a weird name. Tell us about it by tw- maybe tweet us at Absolute Radio. I do. Before I start looking at mine, want to have a supplementary question as to what was the one big contact lens group all about? I would absolutely love to know. I feel like it's part. <laughs> my history that I'm not I wasn't privy to what is going on I'm losing it first three that came up when I looked at mine Scotland versus England 18th of June Oh, okay. Right, so you're planning ahead of uh, watching the football. I like that. Yeah. That's constructive. It says that that's going to be, considering that's just under a month away, that's going to be quite some night. I like that group. Uh, Richie doesn't have COVID. That's a... Wow, that is weird, isn't it? It's a very functional group. Pretty much only I post in it, and it's it's to our boss and our producer. I have to send a a, a twice a week image of my lateral flow test, and that's all that goes on in that group. I feel bad that they don't trust you. <laughs> what are you, the, the Ben Johnson, the Ben Johnson <laughs> exactly. Absolute Radio? Exactly. Uh, and then the final one, Spieth is mechanical. Um, this is wow. a group between me, my two brothers, and my dad. It's a uh, basically a Firth family sporting group, uh, but the the headline of the group is uh, slating the American golfer Jordan Spieth who my brother thinks is a robot yeah. and that, that's pretty much it that, that might be the most niche group we've got so far <laughs> Do you know what I, mean? I, I imagine you're posting in that maybe once every six months or something <laughs> yeah. like that Stephen Thomas uh, has got in touch and said uh, I'm in a group called Carnage oh. that is a group at the age of 44 now that I will be doing everything <laughs> to get out of I would be in absolutely no place to be in a group that's called Carnage Do you know what I don't think I'm capable of Carnage <laughs> No, I don't. I genuinely, so. bar having a, a nightmare like reverse parking, I don't think I've, <laughs> I'm capable of carnage. Uh, here's a mysterious one. I'm going to say it one more time in a weird way. Mysterious. Uh, Julia says she is in a WhatsApp group called Poulet de la Mer. Now. So I can't French that. I don't know what it is. I think I can. It still makes no sense. Chicken of the Sea. Is that like a... We know like you get a weird name for something. I might have got that wrong. It might be Duck of the Sea. Hang on. Poulet de la Mer. Poulet is chicken. Chicken. Chicken of the sea. Okay, well, uh, Julia, I think it's incumbent on you to get back in touch and flip and give us a bit of clarification. What's going on with that? Alison says, I have a group called Hip Hop. It is not musical related. It's a bit of comedy relating to my mum, who was in hospital at the time having a hip hop. <laughs> Look on the lighter side. She won't be doing any backflips, that's for sure. 
We're still kind of stuck with listener Julie's one, where she said that she was part of a WhatsApp chat group called Poulet de la Mer. Yes, which I like to think that I did translate correctly with chicken of the sea, but that makes no sense. Chicken doesn't really get that much further than its coop. Well, do you know what? Even though it's a fantastic phrase, and I will use that in the future, uh, you are right. Uh, it is chicken of the sea and chicken of the sea seems to be a thing uh, to the point where uh, there's a Pinterest group dedicated to 180 sea chicken ideas for 2021 they're seafood recipes oh really chicken of the sea you learn a new thing every day so what is a sea chicken I've died I've no idea it just looks a bit weird Now, it's a hometime show that um, this might be a stretch to believe, but it's true. It has been nominated for an award, and uh, this evening at the ARIA Awards... We've been nominated for Best International R&B Act. <laughs> uh, Bush and I will be going to uh, see whether we've succeeded or, or or just smile politely, and we haven't. Uh, but part of the whole process of tonight is obviously dressing up smart, which I don't know about you, over the last year and a half, I mean, I chucked my suit. I, d- I didn't even think that I'd be ever dressing smart ever again. It's weird, isn't it? It's been like I bought a load of like smarty smarty clothes. Weirdly enough, right, this award ceremony last year mm. was just before the big lockdown. It wasn't was, it? yeah. So I bought some new bits then, and then I've literally not been out of shorts yeah. for twelve months and beyond. So it's a kind of a weird one. It's weird. So dressing up smart tonight is gonna to be a bit of a big thing, but here's the thing, Bush. I've got a feeling that ties are on the verge of extinction. You think ties are on the way out? Ties, I think, are on the way out. So I've brought in my ties to choose from today, and I'm literally looking at all of these. I do know, I don't know which of these to wear tonight. I look at all of them; and they're horrendous. It looks yeah. your your tie collection there, as you hold them up in your in your hands, looks like a landslide at Moss Brothers. <laughs> so, okay, describe that one. That for me says chartered accountant. Come on through; you can park in the foyer. It's green. About that one. Ah, uh, that does. That says bus driver or maybe school trip. <laughs> Check it black and white. Check it black and white. This to me says Jeff Stelling when they used to wear them on Soccer Saturday. Yeah, or I imagine you pulling a pint at a local uh, rugby club <laughs> in that stripy number as well. Striped blue. Uh, one more for you. How about this? Cricket club, I think. Yeah, Mike Tyndall's Day Out, I'm calling that. <laughs> Pink, green and sky blue. Um, I don't know which of those I'm going to wear tonight. But seriously, this is the whole thing. They're pointless. Like... Uh, particularly as well, this might be a bit of a leap, climate change. Uh-huh. You know, it's getting hotter and hotter and hotter. When you rarely do dress up smart, do you really want your collar all nice and tight and hot? Who does? Well, people now, when you watch stuff on telly, which is where people get their ideas for fashion stuff, let's be yeah. honest, you see it on telly, no one, no Jamie Redknapp ain't wearing a tie. No. On Soccer Saturday, is he? Exactly. So, yeah, maybe you're right. It all started with Simon Cowell. Yes. No tie. <laughs> Stepping true. out on the X Factor. You know, we follow Cowley. Big Standards style on this show. are dropping. So, yes, I put it to you. I think ties are on the verge of extinction. People working from home, you don't dress up with a tie for a Zoom call at home, do you? Of course you don't. Amanda says, TV guides. It's a very good shout. Oh, it's, a, it's heresy to say about the Radio Times, but who buys a TV guide but these days? Is it just Christmas? I mean, I do it at Christmas. Agreed. But a circling at Christmas is fantastic fun. And there's a kind of nudging other members of the family out of the way slightly, isn't yeah, there? Yeah, hey, yeah. hey, hey, I've got this ring fence. Yes. But um, in, the, like, August, May, who's doing that? It's all on your telly for you, isn't it? I'll tell you another thing that's going to be extinct soon, and I want it to be extinct soon. The grill in an oven. The, what's wrong with the grill? Well, I know uh, Jason Manfred from our Sunday morning show has made the very good observation, whatever happened to uh, ovens where the grill was on the top. Good point. So that was a waste of time. Don't see them anymore. Now the, the grills are within the oven itself. 
who is grilling stuff these days? What are you grilling? Because obviously I've led the oven-baked bacon revolution, <laughs> yeah. uh, and a lot of people now are, are discovering the joys of oven-baking their bacon and not mucking around a grill or frying it and stinking the kitchen out. Who grills anything these days? Do you know what I rarely do? And, and when I do do it, I hate it, because I finally get a hot crotch, because, of course, you need to... <laughs> well, you need to, have the, you need to have the grill open. You can't shut it, can you? And you're tending it, and you're getting a hot crotch. I would say, if anything, you're probably slightly too much in the technical area of what you're cooking there a little bit. just want to step back a little bit, but I do take, you know, that your point that maybe it's on its way out. Another reason for it being extinct. Natalia says, uh, CD players. I can't even remember what it was like to have a CD player in my car, let alone a tape deck. So, good, good point. point. Good point. Newspapers uh, says this tweet, can't understand. They're out of date at the moment they come off the printer. Do you know what? I'm glad that whole charade has been dropped, though, because I, I used to do that quite a bit on the weekend. You know when you go and buy, what's the really big newspaper called? Uh, well, the weekend is The Times. The Times. I've bought that so many times in my life, and then not read any of it because it doesn't apply to me nothing to do with finances I haven't got a clue what I'm doing I don't like gardening I never cook here's the the strange thing my dad will still buy the Sunday Times and then he'll spend the week reading it Really? I, I admire him for that. I would just, it would stress me out that I've got, not got anywhere near through it. Uh, Stephen says, surely checkbooks, have, uh, surely it's not going to be a thing within the next couple of years. Has to be on their way out and linked to that on the financial sector. Brad saying, banks, only ever the older people queuing outside, says Brad. Do you know what? I changed to an online app-based bank yeah. right about a year ago. Best thing I've ever done. All that old, all the old stuffy so-and-sos from the old banks or whatever, making up, oh, it's going to take two weeks to do. They're useless. Go to the apps. Uh, Mikey's saying briefcases. I, I once owned a briefcase. It wasn't a pleasurable experience. <laughs> felt, felt like a bit of an idiot. I, I do like the idea of it. I like all its secret pockets and the fact you've got a code and everything, but the looks you're getting on the on the train if you whack that bad boy out, it's, it's not worth it. This is it, right? You you go through a phase with it. You think, I'm going to get a briefcase because I'm going to look like uh, an individual of purpose. And yep. then you get it and you look like an individual of something else. Well, I always think people who've got briefcases look like the kind of people who who um, can't admit that they haven't got their job anymore and just go and sit in a park with shredded paper and (laughs) eat an apple. (laughs) Uh, Someone else says here, uh, I've just lost her name, I do apologise, she says map books, not map books, map books in the car. Oh, yes. More people than ever using sat-navs or map apps. Uh, She says you can never fold them properly and the destination is always in the crease of the page. Braces on trousers, says Mike. I can't remember the last time I... Well, actually... Braces, if you think about it, I reckon there's uh, certain sections of every single city in the UK, uh-huh. the pretentious section, where you might still see a gentleman wearing braces. I've never had braces on uh, trousers or anything like that. The most I've had is a garter, <laughs> which is when I was a Cub Scout. Monday's show was so busy with the sheer volume of people getting in touch uh, with things that they temporarily shut down. We thought we've got to return to some of these and we, we, we kept some to one side to uh, to call back tonight. One of which uh, was Al. We want to hear about this. Al, what happened? So, um, in, in the offices that I, I worked in is above Watford Junction Station. So it's about seven floors. There's a brand new outfit that I put together and this guy who was from Bulgaria decided, oh, I'm going to have some barbecue ribs for lunch. Put them in the microwave. You think maybe a minute to warm them up? No. Put them in for 10 minutes and walked away. <laughs> the alarms went off. The, the reception staff running up to the fourth and fifth floor. The fire extinguishers all at the ready. And we could smell, what is that goddamn smell? And it was barbecue ribs. 
Watford Junction shut down every train, as you know how busy Watford yes. Junction can be. Wow. Shut down for an hour and a half. It was like a, did I say a 30, 40k fine? And we were severely warned that we would be evicted. Like there's 200 people work there. If we did that again, we'd be evicted. Wow. So the weirdest thing is, no matter how the, mag- the magnitude, magnitude of this particular incident, the thing that I'm still struggling to come to terms with is microwaving ribs. I agree with you. <laughs> yeah, it, was just, it was just one of those rib thing things. You'll warm it up and that's it done. But he put it in for 10 minutes. It's like he'd never used a microwave before. <laughs> My God, what have I done wrong? the place stank of barbecue for three weeks. That was nice. <laughs> now, that I was going to say, if there smells that something's going to smell of for three weeks, I'll take barbecue any day. <laughs> and the thing was, the fire engines were coming from everywhere. If you've ever been to Watford Junction, it is a real hellhole of a place to drive to. Everywhere was just blocked for hours after that. It was, oh my God. We were getting phone calls from, from our head office in the States. Why did you close the station down? Well... It was a matter of ribs. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Lauren Tadworth says, I closed down my local swimming pool. Uh, they had to temporarily close the changing rooms so the fire brigade could cut the five-year-old me out of the bench, says Laura. Uh, my mum stood me there to dry me off and my foot slipped through the slats and would not budge. See, it's stuff like that. And then emails like this from Steve that made us think, we've got to call Steve up. We need to return to this on the show. Steve, tell people what you got closed down. Uh, we shut down Baggington Airport in Coventry um, for 24 hours. <laughs> what did uh, you do? It, it, it kind of sum it up for us quickly then. What, how on earth did you get a uh, airport shut for 24 hours? Well, it was, um, I don't know if anybody remembers it, but in 1982, the Pope visited uh, the UK. An intriguing um, start. And, <laughs> um, they took over Baggington Airport right. to do the... Um, you know, the visit. Yeah. Um, and before it started, we were part of a crew that was um, tasked with installing the speaker system because there's like 350,000 people um, turned up. So it was a big event. Mm-hmm. Um, they shut the airport down on the Friday. We went in on the Friday night. Uh, we dug great big holes um, with like a, a petrol powered, um, uh, I don't know what they call them now. Drill? Yeah, basically. Um, put a scaffold pole in the hole, backfilled it with concrete, put the speakers on the top, connected them all through uh, cabling. Um, Pope came along, did his bit, um, so he went home. Uh, he's, he's on his way home. We're then in the dark. We're cutting all the scaffold poles off with the with a steel saw. The easy bit. Just literally. Sorry? The easy bit. The easy bit, yeah. Um, just cut them off at ground level, took all the speakers away, took the scaffold poles away. Um, and went home in the dark. Um, next morning, um, the uh, the gaffer at work got a telephone call from the airport manager saying, you've chopped through the runway lights and we can't reopen the airport. Oh. So, uh, <laughs> it took 24 hours for them to fix. So personally, personally responsible for shutting an airport that, down. Do you know, you know when you're like a kid and that, and um, like holiday things get cancelled, or like, you, I'll never forget moments <laughs> where like French air traffic control have diverted us, we've been del- delayed yeah, or whatever. Yeah. You never forget yeah, that. Don't. There's people yeah, that, that are kids who've had their holidays <laughs> delayed because of Steve here. Yeah, yeah. Do me a favour, don't, don't repeat my name again, just in case. <laughs> 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 
So as you just heard, the Pope closed down that uh, airport in... Well, it wasn't the Pope, was it, really? It was Steve cutting through things. Uh, we had so many uh, stories of you temporarily shutting things down from Monday's show. We thought we've got to return to them, which is why we are tonight. Um, how about this? Um, dentists closed for most of the day because I put a nail through a water pipe. Oh, that's bad That's bad form. Although people are probably kind of quite glad to get some point, appointments cancelled, to be true. honest with you. Uh, this one says, uh, Helen here from two in 99, I was travelling back to uni from home in Preston on the train from Carlisle to Newcastle. I managed to shut the train down with about 20 minutes to go to get into Newcastle. I've been to the loo and instead of pulling the flush, I pulled the emergency stop cords. Oh. That's a bit of a nightmare. Uh, Rory in Harlow says that an emergency lighting test in the morning at a very popular cinema chain blew all the lighting and emergency lighting, meaning we couldn't open that day. The engineer that came to fix it said in 30 years he'd never known of anyone blowing both sets of lighting. He tried to fix it. The main board caught fire. They had to get replacement from Sheffield. And then what about this? Back in the 80s, at the height of the IRA threat, I managed to get the cocktail bar Rumours in Covent Garden shut when I left my sports bag there on a drunken night. The place was evacuated and didn't reopen that evening. Uh, the suspect package in the bag was a whole unexploded Stilton cheese. I had to go back the following day to collect the bag, which was duly handed over by a cleaner who had no idea what had happened. 